Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Robin Hilton. It's All Songs Considered, and we're looking at the essential new full album releases for March 23rd. Joining me this week in our DC studios are Stephen Thompson. Hello, and Robin. Lars Gottridge. Up? And in Nashville, the one and only Ann Powers. Hey, y'all. We open this week's New Music Friday with this strange little song. I'm just going to let people see if they can figure out who it is. This is Jack White from his new record, Boarding House Reach, and it is a strange, strange <laughs> record. I have so many thoughts, Robin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want us to spend a little more time with this one than we do with a lot of the records, just because I think it's really complicated. If you listen to the whole thing, it is all over the place, and we'll play a few things here. You know, there's no one song you can play that gives you really a, an accurate idea of what this record sounds like. Here's the song called Get in the Mind Shaft. Here's a song called Corporation. Here's an example of what I think is typical riff rock from Jack White, and then he completely tears it up. The song is Respect Commander. It's almost, there are times when I listen to this record where I think it's almost like he's tired of himself. Right. <laughs> and he's, you know, and he's just trying to tear it all up. And I think it's really thrilling. There's what is maybe the strangest moment for me on this record is the song he ends with that's called Humoresque. Uh, here's a little bit of it. And it's almost like he's crooning. So this song, the lyrics from this song are from Al Capone. It's a song that Al Capone wrote while he was in prison. And Jack with White... With an Antonin Dvorak melody. And actually, I don't know if Jack White came up with the melody and the words are just Al Capone's, but he wrote it in prison and then Jack White bought the manuscript in an auction <laughs> and put this song at the end of his record. Now, if I just listen to the, just the song, I think, I really like this. And it's weird, and I love how weird he gets on this record. 
I was playing this album in the house, and my wife Katie, who can dish a pretty cutting critique when she wants to, she said, "This sounds like rich dude crazy." Ooh, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. Rich and, dude crazy. But she's not wrong because it's it's such a self indulgent record. It is loud and it is weird, and it is really pretentious. But you know, I like Kanye West, so what am, who am I to right. dish it out myself? But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that I don't like this record. But I'll say what is interesting about this record. I would say that this would make a great instrumental record. Hmm. If you hmm. took out Jack White's, like, <laughs> just took from out his own the, record. It's like, I, I like Woody Allen's movies, except for that nervous fella who's always in them. <laughs> because, because, like, all the lyrics are about, like, woman done me wrong, and, like, these very empty, anti-authoritarian screeds or whatever that don't really mean anything. But, I have to throw this out to the yeah. group. So so the critic Stephen Hyden, writing about this record, compared Jack White to another certain Midwestern genius who was known for doing crazy things. His name started with a P and ended with an E. Who am I talking about? Prince. But, wow, so really? Prince, think Prince made a lot of unlistenable has, records. Well, th- this well, is what I'm saying. Like, where would this fall in Prince's catalog? Whenever I get a record from an artist I love and it's not the record I want from that artist, I try to just take a breath for a second, go back and listen again and try to figure out what they're doing. And I'm going to play devil's advocate because I actually, this is the record I want from Jack White in that it is new. It, it is off the wall, as you're saying. It's him playing with tools he hasn't played with. And I like it. I want to. I want to hear his weird ideas. Jack White, the record's "Boarding House Reach." Let's go to an artist that goes by the name Lissy and Castles. I really like this one a lot, Lars, and I know you're a fan of Lissy. She's been making music for almost, uh, or has been releasing music for almost a decade now, and she's gone through the ringer of folk and rock and country music, but the through line through all of this is pop music. And this new record, Castles, is the most capital P pop record, I think, of her career. It's got big, belty ballads. Lars, does this record remind you in a strange way of Feist a little bit? I hear oh, a little Feist okay. in it. Yeah, yeah, I can hear the Feist. I heard some attempts at trying to do the diva thing a little bit, which, you know, right. I'm, I'm more, I'm, I'm definitely down for more subtle diva records, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised by how much I like this one. It's very polished, it's slick, but it's very beautiful, and, and it really got its hooks into me, the record Castles by Lissy. 
And from piano pop, we go now to country Americana from Courtney Marie Andrews and her record, May Your Kindness Remain. You're a good woman and a good friend. You got a good heart even when it's busted and bent. When she sings that May Your Kindness Remain, it's just like the whole bottom of my heart just completely falls out. <laughs> I, I, I like I believe her. Yeah. Like, believe like her I too. want to I want to be in this room on this couch in this peaceful place that she has set. Peace and trouble though, because the songs on May Your Kindness Remain, while her voice I agree, emanates compassion. Her lyrics are tough-minded, and she deals with heartache, she deals with deprivation, with even poverty on some of these songs. And that's one thing I love about this album. I mean, the word earthy gets thrown around a lot to describe a certain kind of woman singer who, who has a big voice. But there is something very earthbound about this album, even though it soars. And the beautiful arrangements, they're always grounded in that humanity that she has that is singular right now. I think she searches for grace in everyday people in a really interesting way. It's very empathetic. It's a very, very empathetic songwriting voice she has. I mean, this is not the only song on the record with the word kindness in the title. (laughs) And I love that about her. It's not just that her voice is comforting, but it feels like she's looking for the best in people and looking for the nobility in, in people and kind of finding fine details to draw out. It's hard to pull this off, I think, or hard to pull that off um, without being a little mawkish sometimes, and she really walks the line beautifully. Courtney Marie Andrews, the record is May Your Kindness Remain. Uh, Let's go to the band Sunflower Bean, Sunflower Bean, and the record 22 in blue. This song we're hearing from 22 and Blue and Sunflower Bean is called Human 4. And Stephen, when I when this song kicks off, it reminds me of that new pornographer's cut that goes from 0 to 10. And, <laughs> Real bruisers. Yeah, in a, in a microsecond. That's what this this much of this record is like. It's shot out of a cannon. Oh, yeah. I really like this band. I, I happened across them at a festival. I can't remember which one it was a couple years ago playing live. And they have 
just that sparkly energy and new pornographers is a great comparison because like the new pornographers they're all over the map they're connecting with glam rock but also you know pop punk and indie and those classifications fall away in what they do they have two lead singers julia cumming and nick kivlin uh and then jacob faber on the drums they're so they're tight but they also have this ongoing dialogue um it's very also i think millennial in that it's equal male and female perspective and this record deals with some political issues living in this moment of unrest in our country and and also the me too movement so there's a mission underneath what they're doing but it's also plenty fun yeah, the first time I heard this band was probably 2015. And it's interesting hearing this record and their previous record and just seeing them kind of sanding down the rough spots, but brightening all the surfaces in a way that make their songs really, really charming. There's kind of even like a dream pop feel to some of these songs. Yeah. It's it's been interesting to, to watch a band from its infancy to really rounding into form as, as a band that tons and tons of people are going to fall in love with. A little less weirder than I was hoping for this record hmm. from some of their earlier stuff. Uh, a little more polished, but yeah. I mean, if it tells you anything, one of their recent music videos was produced by Urban Outfitters. <laughs> Ouch. Hey, no, are you just None of that '90s values. None of those '90s values. Yep. We are in Thank the you, mo- new millennium. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> Lars ruins everything. It's not. It's not a knock. It's like if that's if that's if like if they want to bring very polished glam rock to the masses, I'm I'm here for it. All right, Sunflower being the record 22 in blue. We have a few more records that. Uh, we need to get through, but let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Support for NPR and the following message come from Netflix, presenting Daryl Hannah's feature-length debut film, Paradox. Paradox is a spirited tale of music and love starring Neil Young and Lucas Nelson. Available to stream on Netflix. It's New Music Friday. I'm Robin Hilton from All Songs Considered. I'm here with Lars Gottrich and Stephen Thompson and Ann Powers. And we are going through the essential releases for March 23rd. Let's go to the record Sex and Cigarettes by Tony Braxton. Can't believe that I'm home all alone. Doesn't stop me from wanting to see you. Why the hell won't you pick up the phone? Hello? Don't know which way is up anymore. No excuses or nothing to cling to. Oh, you're shaking me right to the core. That is a smooth voice. My uh, again, I was playing music in the house the other day, and, and my what, wa- what did your wife think about <laughs> this my, one? My <laughs> wife, Katie, was extremely excited. She was like, "Is that Tony Braxton?" <laughs> she yes. Knew, she knew exactly who it was. Yeah. She's very excited. <laughs> All right, well, so she she's back now with her first solo record in nearly a decade. 
After a very good record, she made a few years back. She made a, a really excellent collaboration with Babyface called "Love, Marriage, and Divorce." And this album, "Sex and Cigarettes," it continues on that theme of mature heartbreak of you know being an adult dealing with betrayal, dealing with you know a relationship that's got its downs and and the occasional up. And it is that voice, right? We love that voice. I mean, this is the woman who brought us "Unbreak My Heart," one of the greatest Quiet Storm songs Jam. of all time. So I'm all for Tony. Bring it, Tony. You at 50, you are as glorious as you ever were. And that record is Sex and Cigarettes by Tony Braxton, one of the many albums out on March 23rd. Let's go to something wildly different uh, from, from Lars's world. This will be a chance for you to say something nice, Lars. Um, <laughs> what? I just want to know what Katie had to say I was going to say, yeah, Lars has had many nice things to say about his wife. <laughs> <laughs> the, the band is called Yamantaka Sonic Titan. The name of the record is Dirt, and this song is Dark Waters. And despite the sound and the name of the band, it's not a Japanese speed metal band at all. Right. They're, they're a Toronto-based art collective that's uh, been making music, I, I think it's since about 2010 now. And they're very highly conceptual. At their base, they're a prog rock band, but their whole thing is they mix like Iroquois creation myth with like Buddhist principles and mix it into this grand conceptual world. And so the name of this record is called Dirt. And uh, apparently it was conceived as a soundtrack for an unreleased anime from 1987. (laughs) (laughs) All of this just makes so much sense. I mean, it's like everything you say is more obvious than the thing you just said. Do you want to know the story? (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes. (laughs) The planet Pure Land was flooded 10,000 years ago and people are living within bubble drums floating in orbit, and there's a group of people who go into the wreckage of the old world to find uncorrupted soil. I think we found out what Jack White was aiming yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. There we go. exactly. <laughs> well, I will say I love all the hairpin turns on this record, and if I drew some comparisons to Jack White's record, I would say that you cannot listen to just one track on that Jack White record and think, right. okay, I've I got know it. You know, like there was a Stereo Gum did a complete takedown of that album, and they said something like, 30 seconds into it, you can't hum anything. And I thought, <laughs> well, of course, 30 seconds into that record does it zero justice. And this this record, Dirt, I think is much the same. Like, you think you've got it figured out. And no, then it, it's like I said, it has so many hairpin turns, and they really, like I said, prog you know, is the bass, but they really included more elements of shoegaze and punk yeah. and doom metal yeah. very seamlessly into everything they do. And there are two different vocalists on this record. The vocalist you're hearing right now is she she's the King Crimson screamer right. of the of the <laughs> duo. But there's a more traditional operatic vocalist as well. Yamantaka Sonic Titan and the album is called Dirt. Okay, one more record before we go and it comes from Erica Winterstrom. The record is called Sweet Unknown. Yeah. 
Erica Winterstrom is, of course, known as the singer for Heartless Bastards. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's taken a break from that band, and she's got this debut solo record, Sweet Unknown. And how does Erica Winterstrom do on this debut solo record? Oh, I absolutely adore this record. Erica Winterstrom has long been one of my favorite voices in rock. She made this record after uh, going on an ayahuasca retreat, the psychedelic hallucinogen that many people turn to as a form of therapy. And it opened her heart and her soul. And and these songs are about self-love and they're about looking for a new path in life, but in a very beautiful, clear way. I just love the sound of it. it. It lifts me up. I feel like when she sings, she's looking me in the eye. Yeah, I don't hear a ton of pyrotechnics the way you would expect someone with a voice of her power to just ratchet it up at all times. The fact that this record manages to be introspective and soaring at the same time, I think is really cool. And that single, that first single that's Extraordinary Love, that's like seven minutes long, you really get a sense that she's using this record to breathe a little bit. The record from Erica Winterstrom is Sweet Unknown. As always, to see a list of the albums we talked about, check out the podcast description for this episode. You can also go to npr.org slash all songs. You can hear full versions of the songs we featured from these records and a whole lot of other great releases in the new Music Friday playlist from NPR Music. Go to npr.org slash Spotify or open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. Thanks, everybody. Stephen Thompson. Thanks, man. Lars Gottrich. Hey, dude. And Ann Powers in Nashville. Always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. For NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Mm-hmm.